Welcome back to the basement, fellow music lovers. You are now tuned into yet another exciting adventure of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. I'm your host, Kevin, as usual. Um, this week's guest, we've been trying to get on here for for quite a while, uh, and he is uh, he's been elusive. Basically, because he's been blowing up, he is, uh, you know, in his short career uh, so far, he's, he's produced or put out over uh, 300 tracks. There's no sign of slowing down. They're all on SoundCloud. You can find him there. A couple albums up on SoundCloud as well. So I'm on Spotify, and uh, has been just recently been getting over the past year a good bit of heat in the national press, uh, and he very well deserves it. I'm talking about one Brandon Perry. You might know him. May know him as Con. Uh, a, a local uh, writer, if you will, a uh, hip-hop artist from uh, Columbia, Maryland. It was right up the road from here. So Brandon, uh, we've, we've asked him to come down quite a bit, and he was supposed to be here last weekend and had to get flown halfway across the country to play, uh, and, you know, that's just, that's awesome. So, but we finally made it happen. Uh, joining us today, we're going to have uh, Bryce Rudeau from Random Nerds. Who introduced me to Khan's music, and our friend Marcus Dowling, uh, who is just a, in general, a fan of Khan, which I think if you aren't already, you will be after uh, hearing this little chat. So that's our podcast this week. Uh, very excited to uh, to present this. This is, you know, if you listen to our Prince podcast, and you, we got to the end of that. Uh, besides uh, myself and and. Possibly in case he ray, uh, being a little inebriated or, or you know slurry or whatnot. Uh, you know we, we get to the end of that and and the point that we were trying to make is that you you just create, 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 uh, and that's what Brandon is doing, and he's doing it without. Uh, you know he's definitely got a goal, and then we're gonna hear about it. But uh, he's doing it I think because he has to do it. At least that's the impression I got talking to him uh, today. So that's your podcast. You ready? You comfortable? You got a beverage? Yeah, whatever, whatever you need to make you relax, to chill. Uh, we'll get it. Here we go. Episode number one hundred and seventy-nine of Chunky Glasses, the podcast, where we're talking to uh, Brandon Perry, aka Khan. Okay. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter. One man. Merely a two-word review. Just a shit sandwich. I will roll the record up in the last That right there is a one of the I love you. I love you. I started yeah all right Let's do this brandon welcome to the basement took a little while to get you down here yeah but uh this is actually uh and i could think i speak for both marcus and bryce here uh the chat that i've been looking forward most to this year uh bryce uh, yeah bryce uh introduced me to to uh your music last year i was like Oh, this kid! Holy fuck! <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then uh, caught your show at DC Nine. Oh, like, nice. oh, what the hell! Nice. Uh, you are from Columbia, Maryland. Yeah, uh, and uh, you have been picked up in the press around here. And uh, are you are you selling stuff yet? No, no, no. So let's start. Like when. Uh, when did you look in the mirror and say, "Hey, man, I want to be a writer or I want to be a rapper"? Um. I don't know, like look in the mirror, but like I started <laughs> taking it serious like uh two like three three and a half years ago. Yeah, yeah. And did you, was it by seriously you mean like just like dedicating all my free time to yeah. doing music? You consider yourself a writer more than a rapper, or I would like to think. But yeah, that's well, because, because the amount the amount of words you put into you know bars is just like what. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, that's, that's, that's novel length. It's uh, some of the lyrics. Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um, when did you play the first show? Once you started doing this, like you, you're uh, friends with uh, your producers, Orbit. Yeah. Is that right. Yeah. 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 Uh, and you guys like started working together. Were you just putting out, planning to put out stuff on SoundCloud? Were you? Uh, yeah, we just started working together just like a year and a half ago. Okay. Almost two years ago, I think. So we just started just 
recording music and just putting it out. You doing it in his basement? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> Basements yeah. are a good place to do shit. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they are. They are. Get yeah. a lot of shit done. Um, you've started. Uh, you know, I said we could literally talk about anything today. So, like, if you want to talk about, we want to talk about lemonade. We, we want to talk about Prince. Actually, hey. I want to talk about Eddie Vedder because I feel like I'm okay. one of the few people that like still love him. And you've dropped his name like four times in interviews. Yeah, and I realized like, yeah, <laughs> I, I like I like Pearl Jam. Right? Yeah, I'm, yeah. we're gonna see him at Bonnaroo this year, and I'm like really, really excited. Yeah. About what what, what yeah. was the song that made you a fan of? Pearl Jam. I saw a documentary about them. Oh, so the 20th anniversary yeah, one? Yeah, I yeah. saw that and so I was good. like, holy shit. Okay. Yeah. I got it. So, like, if you don't mind me asking, how old are you? 25. Okay, so you're 25. All right. So, it's way before my time. All right. It's no, it's, it's, it's no. before my time. I'm only 29. No, I know. This little, so I'm, I'm 37. You're old. Old. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, there's this moment. It's funny. It's like, I hate it. I hate it, Nirvana. Really? I don't know how you feel about Nirvana. I fucking love Nirvana. Okay, I, I hate, to Nirvana I hate all it, the way down here. I hated Nirvana because I loved hair metal. So I love, <laughs> I love like Damn. Molly Crew, Bon Jovi, <laughs> and all that. Well, okay, I was I was twelve. Fred Michaels. Oh yeah, Poison. yeah. Oh yeah, come on now. Okay. So I loved all that. He stuff. also loved pro wrestling, which I feel like also goes hand I, in hand. I used to like pro wrestling, but yeah, like but for like that while. era of yeah, pro wrestling. Managed. The 90s. Yeah, he was a manager of an yeah, amateur wrestling. Yeah, I was a manager. Like I was. Oh shit. Yeah, like Bobby Heenan, all that. Yeah, I, I, so uh, so we'll get to that. <laughs> we can talk about that. We can talk about that for hours. Yeah. But um, but so it's funny. It's like I didn't like. So it's like when when Nirvana broke, there was like this whole era where like okay, like MTV, like just hair metal just fell off the planet. Mm-hmm. So I hated Nirvana because they killed my hair. They killed my hair metal. <laughs> they made you uncool. Yeah, yeah I was this like, is the first time I'm hearing this. I was like, this I'm is like, terrible. Damn. Like, this is the worst thing ever. So the band that made me under like appreciate like grunge was Pearl Jam because Eddie Vedder was like not as whiny as Kurt Cobain to yeah. me, and he just seemed like he was like a, a cooler dude just mm-hmm. in general. Yeah. So like, and I heard like Jeremy, and I was like, oh, okay. I just thought Kurt was cooler. I don't know. <laughs> He's got a better story. But when yeah. you, but, but so like, what, so you saw the documentaries. What was it about the documentary then? It was just about like the whole, like the entire band, the way they talked about like their cultivation, like the one yeah. of their lead singers had died before. Yeah, and then that's when they found Eddie Vedder. Right, and it was crazy. I think they said he was working like a fucking he was a security guard or some shit. Yep. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, if you go back to their previous band, like Mother Love Bone, it actually was more hair metal. Yeah, it was Seattle was right on the cusp, and of they that weren't stuff. immediately Pearl Jam like they grew. I said they were like right. Mookie yeah. Blaylock, Mookie Blaylock, Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you got to see him yet? Nah, <sighs> it's nah. It's very much like a Springsteen show. It's like one yeah. of those things that it's just like an experience. Yeah, yeah, because like some people uh, are uh, are just so good at their jobs, and they focus on that. Some might argue that you are one of those people no. that we'll get to, but uh, maybe in the future. Maybe. But yeah, yeah, maybe. but but yeah, you sit down, you sit at a concert like that, and at some point, it just becomes this weird, like you're just floating. Yeah, and it's just going on and on. Three hours later, it's like it stops and it just silence, and you're just like, whoa. And you can breathe. Yeah. <laughs> and, just, and there's not too many bands like that around. There's not too many artists like that around today, I mean, that I can think of. No, I'm excited because I always... I'm, I'm excited to replace the Pearl Jam immediate first thing in my head because I love the band. But when I think of a live experience, I think of Adam Sandler going, hee-haw. Because <laughs> 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 that's my age group. I was right, like, right, right. Like, of I course, of course. But yeah. So when you... I, I, when you when you tour around and you get to see other groups and other bands and other sounds and stuff like that, what's the stuff that's like influencing you? Because I, I when I listen to your stuff, I hear like all these intersections of of, of stuff. Because it's like you know, I put together a playlist on Spotify. And I'll have like Iggy Pop next to like Eminem because they're both from Detroit, mm-hmm. and I hear that like that that well, connection. You, you dropped that rap track, god, the, right. the Eagles, and that's that's actually when I was and you, and I was like. Either this guy is a fucking huge music fan, yeah. or he's a like incredible like businessman, or both. <laughs> because that was like literally Glenn Fry dies, and all of a sudden like, hey, Cobb's got a track called The Eagles. <laughs> yeah. Nah, I just really enjoy music. So yeah, you know, like I have a Prince track that I haven't dropped yet. Oh no, no shit! Okay. <laughs> what would you, you, you cover then? Um, what the fuck is his name? Call my name. Ooh. We all get very silent and stuff. Uh, I'm curious because I'm always curious about this kind of thing. How do you listen to music? Where do you search for music? Um, 
just sounds good. But I mean, like, what? Like, are you a Spotify guy? Are you like a SoundCloud? Are you a Pandora? Nah, or are you I'll be like, I'll watch a movie and I'll hear a certain song. Right. And yeah. You're a Google look it up. Yeah. Yeah. Like, stuff, yeah, pretty much. I just research it. Like, I'll hear something and then I'll look up a name. Was it in your house growing up? Um, no, nah, not really. It was mainly like, we really didn't play a lot of music in my house, but it, like, car rides would be mainly like R&B. Yeah. Like, type stuff, like Motown type stuff. Yeah, but you grew up around here, so you had like the radio. Yeah, like I didn't HFS. grow up in D.C., but yeah. I grew up, yeah. We had a radio. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, HFS was, I mean, that, you know, like in Pearl Jam and stuff like that, like yeah. Nirvana, like that stuff was. I got into that more so when I was older. When I was younger, it was pretty much just like all R&B. Nice. Yeah. Nice. All like WKYS type shit. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> shit. When you're writing uh, about this stuff, like are you telling like your story or are you just sort of making shit up? No, nah, I'm telling my story. Yeah. And then I guess like general allegories, like be careful what you wish for type shit. You know, yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. But not really like basing off anyone else's life. Unless, uh, unless it's like an obvious story where it's like this is some completely unrealistic shit he's just doing this right. story. <laughs> space aliens landed and yeah exactly <laughs> well like I mean uh, it's actually uh, a lot of people are confused about Beyonce's album right now because you know you could say it's like she aired the fuck out of Jay-Z yeah. or cheating on it but then people are like wait a minute what if she's not telling the truth what if this is just a story yeah or That's, not about her about her mom or about her mom yeah, yeah. No, no exactly stuff like that or something in between like, that um, shows how great of an artist she is. Yeah. She could do something where you have no fucking idea if it's right. about her real life or if it's... And it doesn't matter. Up. And it doesn't even matter because it's that good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, can I cuss on this? Is oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah we do it all the fucking time. <laughs> 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 do it fucking once. Uh, yeah, uh, that's what dope. the explicit tag is for. Oh, uh, nice. Um, How about it? <laughs> a lot of a lot of this stuff, especially on uh, abstract art, uh, a lot of your lyrics are talking about uh, depression, yeah, and sadness. And stuff. I mean, is that stuff that you deal with? Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. I Just, think stuff a lot of people deal with, but nobody really talks about it. Like right. artists talk about it in music. There's definitely artists out to talk about it, especially like mainstream artists like Childish Gambino does it. Yeah, and Kanye had it in line off of like Watch the Throne. He was taking some fucking depression meds. Like he drops that randomly. So like artists talk about it, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, because, yeah, I picked up on it, and, uh, like, I, I have, like, panic disorder, and so oh. it's, like, a lot of the stuff you were talking about, I was, especially, uh, I think it was in Sorrow, like, that's right, I was like, oh, man, like, I, yeah, okay, yeah. and I think, yeah, I think you're right, I think it is important that people talk about that stuff, and not in a, uh, you know, talk about people, like, popping Xanax all the time, yeah. like, future, it's like, well, if you actually need the Xanax, yeah. it's not fun. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there's a time and place, I guess, for everything, so, I mean, like, there's a purpose for that type of music, but it is, like, there are... You do need to have people that talk about it from more of like a realistic point of view. Yeah. Not like, I blew a bag today. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's dope. It's dope. But it's got to be. You got to right. have both sides. Exactly. I mean, I find that like, I was just reading, uh, I'm a big Reddit fan and they have a weekly newsletter. And one of the things they did this week was like, ask Reddit, any, ask Reddit. And people said, someone said, what's something that you've lost passion for recently? And the top voted comment was, is everything an answer? And the answer was, yeah. And the concept was like, there's all these people like kind of admitting, there was basically a forum for discussing, discussing mental health and like being able to say that like, mm -hmm. it's hard and like that kind of thing. And I was like, I think not only in terms of artists are doing it too, but like people in general are starting to have that be more of a, a topic of conversation. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Because I mean, it, I mean, anything like that, any, at least in America is like completely stigmatized and you're just, you know, people are like, Oh wait, you do this. And they're like, Oh, there's something totally wrong with you. And it's like, no man, it's a fucking biological system. Yeah. It just fucking, sometimes shit gives, goes wrong. It gets rewired. Can't do anything about that. Also, you could get the Buddhist in me. Life is suffering. How many tracks, uh, we know you don't listen to your stuff. <laughs> no, I don't, no. but, uh, how many tracks have you laid down so far? In like total, yeah, catalog. I don't know, close to three hundred. I would say. <laughs> I have a question, and I ask a lot of guys. Like, I don't know if you know um, Ace Cosgrove or um, Brain Rap. I was talking to them recently, and I asked them I the question. To Ace yesterday. Good, so wonderful. Um, they're they're both from Columbia as well. They're around you, and I was asking them like, do they ever want to release like music? Or an album, or to get signed to a label and have that as an aspiration—is that a thing? Because you put out like you've recorded three hundred songs. Yeah, that's that's where I was going. Yeah, with that. Like, do you have any like desire? Is that like a, a goal yeah, for you right now? Yeah, that is. So you think about like that? the right situation. 
Okay. Uh, just any situation. But what, what's the right situation yeah, to you? Good. Because you're, you know, you're in a town right now. This is built on like DIY punk and like everybody thinks they're doing it DIY and shit, but it's not. It's what you're doing. Yeah. And people like figuring out that, yeah, you really can. You just need your basement and laptop and yeah. figure it out. Yeah. Um, nah, but just like trustworthy people, people yeah. where it's because of that type of stuff, there'd be contracts involved. So it would have to be like a certain level of trust where it's like, right. you're not going to infringe on any of the things that we talked about before we engage in this business relationship. Yeah. But I don't think, I think there's a ceiling when you do it hundred percent independent because it always comes down to the money, like what you can afford to do. Even if you get like a huge buzz online, <clears throat> right. do you have the money to be able to pay for your own tour, pay for your own merch? Yeah. And like a lot of times it's no. So even if guys don't take like record label deals, they may take investor deals. Yeah. Which actually that's Chance the Rapper. Yeah, I mean that's right. Uh, who we were also maybe going to talk about just waiting for Chance Three to drop. <laughs> I saw that last night. I was like, you motherfucker. He's an artist. Man. Wait, is he, he is. really? He put a date out. Uh, sometime this week, the album cover went up. Oh, that's funny. so. Yeah, it's uh, and yeah, he is. He's an artist, and, and he navigated around that. You know, at, and I don't think he had three hundred tracks though. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I I Maybe. wanted to ask you, like, you're, you, <laughs> Maybe, you're obviously like informed, and I would say wisely, cautiously, like, cautious about the music industry and the commercial side when it comes to like the PR stuff and the label stuff. Are you as in tune with also like the money making engines of it as well? Yeah, like in terms of like, oh, is YouTube is where people are getting, or like you know, Patreon, are they all that kind of stuff? Yeah. Um. But that stuff's real tricky because when you're starting to make money off of like the product you put out, you have to own 100% of the rights to that shit. Mm-hmm. So, kind of got it. <laughs> that's, the first thing, that's the first thing. That's yeah. the very first thing they come for. Yeah. They're like, hey, man, uh, we take the publishing and we do this and you yeah. get a cut and we're going to give you distribution. Everything's got to be in your name before you start making money off of it. So Yeah. Yeah. Are you uh, mainly digital right now? You haven't put any physical product? Nah, nah. Going to you on June third though. Yeah, release, yeah. I think I saw that. Gonna release like a vinyl. Oh shit! It. Yeah. Is it gonna be all new stuff or? Yep. That's amazing. So, but are you are you more uh, leaning towards digital or was was is yeah. it always been like to be get the vinyl out? Nah, it hasn't always. The vinyl was just a random idea, but um, yeah, it'll always be digital. Yeah, I feel like that's like the most powerful tool to get your name out right now. Yeah, outside could, of like just performing in front of thousands of people a night right right uh or even like you know 50 at dc9 yeah just right. <laughs> that, that i mean that show was so fucking people were just like lit up yeah it was pretty everything dope. about that it was pretty dope i enjoyed myself because you just played like three songs yeah and it still was like <laughs> uh, like what the hell what's the biggest crowd you played for so far like three three hundred at a baltimore eight the eight by ten like about sure. a year ago we're gonna do it again May twentieth. So, too, so you doing any touring down this way? Huh? You doing any shows down this way? Nah, got nothing. Lined up in DC. Ah, fuck you, DC. <laughs> <laughs> do you? We were talking about this funny, yesterday. It's a funny area. Man. It's a funny. Do you uh, like playing live? Yeah. Um. It just all depends. It just all depends. Oh, I what? can do it. I can fake it. Like I can fake it in front of a crowd. <laughs> mm-hmm. It's easy. But like, I did a show in New York, and there were people there that actually knew the words of the songs. We did like thirteen songs. So, like, that's a lot easier to get into. Mm-hmm. When it's, like, something for myself, then, yeah, I can get into it. But everything else, now nah, you just kind of, like, go Wait, the were they saying them? Were they singing them back as fast? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> There's a few people in there that actually knew the words, and it was dope. It wasn't the biggest thing in the world. Right, it wasn't, right. like, thousands of yeah. people in there, but it was, it was enough to where right, I was but you, even that's a, I remember seeing you live, and even I'm like... But I mean, no, that's a big thing. You know, a lot of artists, I mean, that, that when you can look out and see somebody who knows the words and you know, you've impacted them and it has meaning now that isn't, it doesn't belong to you anymore. It's, it's all theirs that, uh, and I think you came upon that like pretty quick. It's dope being able to perform period on anybody's bill. You know, you should never like, uh, devalue that, but stuff for yourself is a lot, feels a lot better. Yeah, for sure. And you, you're just doing uh, you and a DJ right now. Have you considered like doing a live band? Um, yeah, just gotta find consistent people. <laughs> no, so Champa, talk to anybody. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> we 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 know a lot of consistent yeah. people. No, like that's the funny thing with DC right now is that there's like a or an actual like jazz fusion R and B scene that's developing with live players. So just something to think about. But I want to ask you, um, the name Khan. When you sat down and actually came up with that. 
Like, what was that moment like when you like put it together and you're sitting there and you go, K A, and you're like putting it together and you go, oh, that's that's dope. That's like the dopest thing, and that's gonna be my name. Like, what was that like? I didn't have that moment. <laughs> it was just, moment. Did, the, did the phrase come first yeah, or did the acronym nah, come first? No, I, was I thought wondering. I was listening to a lot of Big Crit at that time, and then his name was an acronym. Yeah, right. So. Yeah. I was like, I want an acronym. <laughs> so I just thought of an acronym and then the letters. Okay. I thought of like the actual acronym first, like knowledge above all nonsense, and then the letters. Yeah. But I right. went back and forth between changing it a bunch of times. Yeah. And then you, when you settled on that, you're just like, okay, that's the one. Yeah, I just said, fuck it. I didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Are you happens. glad that you've gotten big enough? Because there was another con with no dots that was out there for a little bit. Oh, was there? And, yeah. <laughs> and, and, and now I feel like, now that I Googled you now, as opposed to like a year ago, like he's gone. Like he definitely had to change his name. I didn't know that. Oh yeah, you, you knocked the con off the block. I don't Google myself. So I, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, you, got, you got Dolph Rocky on it. Damn. Yeah. That, that's crazy, right? That's, shout out to that guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully he, he's still he, making music. He's got oh. a little like voodoo doll, yeah. <laughs> Hopefully, he's still, Hopefully he's still following his dreams and yeah. doing whatever that was. What are you what are you doing to spare time when you're not rapping? Like what's that what's that looking like right now? Oh, uh, it doesn't smoking weed. <laughs> well so when you're smoking weed, like is it Xbox or what is it? What are you looking nah, at? it's just music or watch movies. I like watching movies. Like what what, what movies? Tarantino movies. I like Tarantino movies a lot. Yeah. Like so I like, watch like, Kill Bill like fifty thousand times. Really? Yeah. Tight, tight. So, um... That's a good inspiration for, like, score work. Yeah. I was actually like, just the thinking way, that the, was the stuff. The way he... Not even the pop songs that he uses, yeah. which he... IP Man's really good, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. IP Man. Yeah, because, like, the thing with Tarantino for me always is, like, the stuff that he chooses, like, musically, is so, like, right on point. And, you, and it's, like, it is so many different, like, ways of, like, looking at that, where he's, like, you know, just searching all around the musical world. He chooses that, boom, throws it in, and it's, like hits like there's a disco song for the plus in the, terms the of like scene. like visually like pleasing aesthetics like he's the master of that shit like he throws in the perfect colors and the perfect scenes and the perfect cuts and the perfect music to like right keep you engaged even when you've seen the movie fifty thousand times you mm-hmm. know what's about to happen <laughs> you're still engaged like the right. first time you saw it <clears throat> well that's actually something um it's good you mentioned film uh that's one thing when i saw the video uh for phoenix yeah. that was another thing i was like <laughs> you emailed guy. me huh you emailed me and yeah, said, have you like, seen this like, oh, fucking this guy because I know how you did it I know it's a drone <laughs> thing I know but, I but, I, but I'm like I I, I'm like I'm I like this guy I not do that shit no 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 I can't do that I can't do that no but, but do that. you know the people you know, you know enough to like get these people involved working with you and like you were talking about trusting people yeah. to work and I'm like this motherfucker has a helicopter shot in his goddamn video like that is, and it it's you know when you that kid's just really good at what he does. Is he? He's just who, really, who, who made his that? Name is Logan Meese. Yeah, yeah, he's really good at what. Has he, he does. done? Is that that's your only video, right? Or you've done a few? No, nah, I've done a bunch. Oh, no, those have? are the only ones with him I've done, but I've done a bunch of other videos. But he's really good at what he does. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, because like I fall on the side, like I just listen to music, but a lot of kids these days are like YouTube, and and you need that component. Yeah. Again, back to Lemonade, like that <laughs> that fucking video is like insane. Yeah. But, like, if you're working with good people, that's how that gets done. So for a relative unknown like you, you know, to put something out like that is like, what the hell is going on? I mean, there's guys doing it. Yeah. I think, but I don't know. It's just kind of when everybody just wants to make good a good product. Do people come to you and say, hey, man, we want to we want to do I this I met him through my friend Josh, who lives out in Oklahoma. So that's how I even got out to Oklahoma. And that was the person shooting his videos. And oh. he showed him my music and he was like, yeah, let's do it. And he just came down there. We shot two videos. <laughs> yeah. That's badass. It was pretty cool. Was pretty so cool. we talk, you talk in Oklahoma. So it's like when, when you get the, 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 the idea that, okay, I'm going to Oklahoma yeah. to do my craft. <laughs> Like, 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 and you, and you, you're, you're in like Columbia, Maryland. You listen to R and B, and you think and you would never think you would never think of the day that would exist where it's like I'm going to Oklahoma. To, I mean, to do this rap thing. When you really do your craft, you just see it as just another place to just work on your craft. Okay, so, so, but you still didn't have that moment where you were just like, damn, nope. And, but and so, so like, 
did that inspire you when you went there and you like keep going back there to like, you know, maybe look at communities like that, like kind of like these like, you know, off the map communities where like there's like pockets of people who love music? Yeah, it definitely changes your perspective when you see that type of stuff, because it's it's just that like you see people operating in a way where it's like, holy shit, I just thought y'all were all farmers. But it's like, <laughs> <laughs> like you just you go off like the ignorance because you don't know, you know, right. you, you just you go, our Oklahoma listeners, man. <laughs> <laughs> ah, they're definitely not farmers. No, they're, they're not. There are some, but no, I didn't see any. Yeah. <laughs> so. It's funny though, like I I would have said that thinking is the same thing I had though when you hear like a rapper from Columbia, Maryland. Because, like, if, if you're stuck in, like, a D.C. bubble or a Baltimore bubble, you've even admitted, like, you're not either of those things. Yeah. And it's funny to hear, like, there is the narrative, you know, and I will Google you even if you don't, where people are like, who would have known this kid from someplace called Columbia, Maryland? <laughs> and you're like, man, there's like a festival there. Too. Who, who was the guy that he, he, I think he was right before you uh, at D.C. 9, who's from, like, Sterling. Oh, Tyler Righteous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I don't know if anybody listening knows where Sterling is, but what the fuck? <laughs> Like, and uh, like I'm from down around there, like, yeah, it's originally. From, like Sterling, Virginia. Yeah, and it was shit. just like, nah, what? I'm like, oh, okay, like, and you know, I'm still coming to grips. Like, like I said, you can do whatever in a basement and everything. Yeah, but <laughs> it's it's weird to see from like so the DC scene bitches a lot. <laughs> because they're like, oh man, we don't have rehearsal space. And so that's what I'm used to. And I just keep hearing that and hearing that and forget that like outside here, like you have people just going in the basement and doing that shit. So that, and that kid just crushed it. Yeah. He killed it. Like, he really did good. Yeah. It's like, fuck. And he's just from that's middle of nowhere. Literally. Um, doesn't really matter what you have. It's just what uh -uh. you do with what you have. Yeah. You know, and access, I think to like, you know, with the internet. Especially, yeah. like yeah, you have to before have you had to be in a you had to be in a city center to like sort of discover all this stuff. Now yeah. you just fucking open up your browser and you're good to go. Pretty much. It's funny. I wanted to you know you bring up the it just takes one lucky break with the internet. I was playing around with because I found out about you. You found out well. You found out about Con through me. Yes. I found out about it through Gia Tolentino, who writes for Jezebel, is a friend of ours. Yeah. Uh, she did a weekly news thing for a while on SoundCloud and I DM'd her to ask how she found it and it was just like SoundCloud stumbling but because of that it was a writer for Jezebel who got me who got you who got Nate Scott at USA Today and all right. of a sudden like four clicks and you're in the USA Today's anticipated of 2016 and it's so funny how yeah. You know, do you do you enjoy the butterfly effects of watching all this happen as you go or is it just like <laughs> well <laughs> nah nah you can't can't so i was thinking about um you can appreciate it sure be grateful for mm -hmm. it but you can't like stop and like, oh <laughs> shit <laughs> nah you gotta work and get better if you're not trying to constantly get better what are you doing yeah mm -hmm. i was thinking about columbia because i wanted to make sure that we, we talked about columbia as a place like the only things that i typically do in columbia I go to the mall. <laughs> I knew you were about to say no, that. No, 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 let me, let me continue, let me continue. I also, I also go to the, the Monster Mini Golf. Okay. And, uh, you know, I might, um, on occasion go to like that, you know, that little place that has like the vegan restaurant. I think I know what you're talking Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a little vegan restaurant out there. I used to it's go like, out to Sears with my dad because you got cheap tires at that Sears. There it is. The mall? Yeah, the Sears at that mall was like yeah, the so place there. to get new tires. <laughs> yeah, yeah, so, yeah, so that's like, so like, what is it about Colombia that makes it? Because Colombia to me is like weird. Everybody I know in Colombia is not a slight against you in any way. It's like somehow like weird in a good way. Because there's like this weird mix of just because it's just a mix of like everything. There's like mm -hmm. sex. There's a trailer park in Colombia. Yes, there there's, is. That's where I was born. Like there's a sec. There's Section Eight around the mall. There's a mm -hmm. lot of affluent areas. Like it's just a mix of everything. So when you mix, like you throw kids in, like that kind of mix yeah, and public schools there's Meriwether Post up there yeah, you brings in a whole weird, you're gonna get some weird shit so, so this will blow your mind I used to go for vacations when I, between the ages of like 8 and 11 I used to go to a trailer park really in Falling Water West Virginia why well, my mom, my, <laughs> was like a camping ground, like a camping ground trailer park type shit no like, oh. like, like my aunt and my aunt and, and her sister had two double wides that they put they parked back to back on a lot and so they would rent out their double wides. Oh, I got you. And you would be able to like drive up. You know, like my mom would drive up with me and my friends. And yeah. it was like, you know, we, we, we grew up poor. I grew up poor. And my mom was like, I, I still want to take them on vacation. And she blew it all on Disney one year and it wasn't very good. Damn. So she's like, I'm going to. We did that too. Yeah. We have a failed Disney <laughs> vacation. <laughs> okay. So, so then she's like, I'm going to keep it modest and we're going to go to the trip. And I grew up. And it's funny. Until I got older, I didn't understand the, the stigma 
around trailer park living and because I just thought it was like a cool way that people live. So I, I didn't know that about you. So I didn't know if, like how long you stay there. Like if you want, like I was young, but I mean, but it was, but it was cool, just, right? When you're born there, yeah, it's just like where you. It's live. like a cool community mm-hmm. thing, right? I mean, I was just young, so like that's just what I saw where we lived. I didn't really see where other people live because yeah. that's where I went home. So. That's yeah. smart. Like, you learn yeah. like when you're poor, vacationing just means going somewhere else. Like that's exa- you can be anywhere. Right. Like I remember staying in cheap motels and being like, motels are awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like no, it was because it, like, it's funny when people talk to me and they're like, oh, trailer park, whatever. And I'm just like, no, it's just it's actually when more- we moved out, it wasn't like a stigma, but it was just like, oh, well, this is what a house looks like. Yeah, yeah, I guess this is what a house. So you have people in trailer park that. Had, that put like the siding around and tried to like make the house out of the trailer. Nah, it was the nineties when I was in the okay. like, so it wasn't really. Yeah, because I because I I used to see people who used to like make the house. Nah, and it was like out the later nineties, like the 90, 95, 96, So like transition into two thousand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nah, it's good. Wasn't, Speaking of trailer park, what are you doing these days? Nine to five. Oh, I went to Cali and I came back and I found out I lost my job. So, all those Mason from Columbia, Maryland nah, headlines are wrong. Now. Nah, yeah, I know, right? <laughs> no, nah, I was working at Car Wash. Prince. I was working at a Car Wash. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Now that happened way before Prince. Oh, did it? Yeah, okay. So, can't blame Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so, what are you doing nine to five now? Nothing, just making music, man. Nice. Making music. How's it feel to be free? Um, it's good. And then, and then you look at your bank account. So then live performing for you now must be a whole different other beast now that that's like probably the, the, the income. Drive. Well, no, I'm not really getting offered to pay to perform. So you're just hanging out? Just like working on it. Man. Making good music? Making good music. Does it, does it, so like when you, so like having like a 24 hour block to make music in instead of like eight hours here, two hours there, does that feel different creatively? Um, no, because it's like the same productivity. Oh, okay. Really, honestly, because yeah. less, you know, I, I don't have to work as hard because I don't have to maximize an entire day's worth of work into like this six or seven hour block mm-hmm. before I got to go to sleep and go back to work. Do you I treat it like a day of work where you wake up and you're like, all right, time to like get going? Is yeah, it a routine? Yeah, yeah, I try to. Like, I'll wake up, I'll work out, and then I'll drink some coffee and just like I'll read and write and listen to beats. Just like try to be productive as possible. LA Fitness, nah, just at the house. You got some, you got some weights. Yeah, just weights, treadmill. Just, just oh, a treadmill too. Yeah, cool, cool. Just go in. Yeah, I'm an outdoor runner, so. Uh, yeah, yeah, I can't do. It. I got allergies. Can't do it. Dude, me the other day. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I woke up today and I'm as a mess. My eyes are. <laughs> I can't do it. Have, have you seen? Um, as like now you have more free time to do this though have you uh i know you don't listen to the stuff but have you felt like at least internalized a little uh points where you're like oh man i just got better like has there been any of these where you're just like yep fucking killed that and this is is better than this is what i was trying for now on to the next thing yeah when you're writing it i don't know it's weird like when you're writing it it has to sound like at least when i'm writing it has to like when we record it has to sound a certain way in my head so every time i'm like the more consistency where it's like it sounds the final product sounds like what it sounded like in my head when I was writing it uh-huh. that's when I'm like okay I'm getting better are you are you hearing the uh, words and the music in your head or just the words or? yeah both like the whole uh-huh. song like it's a picture though once I write it I have an entire vision of how I want the whole recording to sound and if it doesn't sound like that then I know it's a fucking shit song yeah. <laughs> so, so do you when you're writing do you fit do you fit words into the bars or do you just are you just writing the words um Cause I, know, Cause I know people that work either way. It just all depends, like what I'm trying to do. Right. If I have like a story that I'm trying to write, then there's like an outline of like a, a general theme that I have to stay within those guidelines. But right. if it's just like me writing, just free writing, nah, it's just words. Because it's like cause I I used to man, I used to manage a recording studio, and I like a lot of like this is like in like the punchline rap era. So like guys would like write you know like according to the bar structure, and it's like da 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 da. Da, 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 da. And yeah. I was like, and they have to like literally fit the words into like yeah. that like cadence, and it's like boom, 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 boom. So is that is that it or nah. is it just because <laughs> nah. I know you you fit a lot. You said you fit a lot of words in, and I I hear yeah. that, and I'm like, wow. So like that's so it just comes out. Yeah, I want you to read a lot. So I had a question. You uh, you were talking to Wamu or someone. You were like they were talking about your speed, and you say you know like you weren't. What's not an intentional thing? But I thought it was interesting. You say like if I didn't rap fast, would anybody listen? Yeah. And like, do you think that's the case now? Um. Yeah, to a certain extent, because it's 
it's still like it's not big enough to where it's like I'm known by a large number of people. Right. So it's like I still mm-hmm. have to do it's, like shock value type stuff. It's funny. We were watching Anderson Pocket Broccoli City yesterday mm-hmm. and he was doing great. And he waited two or three songs and then he did his trick of I can play the drums and rap at the same time. And he hooked everybody. And it's one of those things where do you feel like one day it's going to be do you want to evolve to one day where it's not always fast? Yeah, okay. that happens with like the growth of your fan base. When mm-hmm. You have a large enough fan base where it's like, all right, I can literally just do whatever I want. But until you get that, I don't feel like you can just do whatever you want. You put a, do you put a number on that actively? Like, what do you think a large fan base is? Or do you just, do you think you just feel it? When you're able to, like, sell out your own shows. When you're able to, like, put out a project and make money off of it. When you're making, like, an actual, real living off of this. Mm-hmm. So, like, we'll know you've made it when we put on, like, the con vinyl. And all of a sudden there's that slow song. And we're like, oh, my God. He did. <laughs> <laughs> none of that on there. But, yeah. Like, you get an album yeah. with, like, actual. We'll be called the slow one. <laughs> yeah. You get, a, you get an album with normal stuff. And then you're like, all right. Fair. Not rapping fast. Yeah. He's, he's good. But, like, I, I don't even, like, when I heard it, I didn't even think it was a gimmick. Like, I, I just, like, was like, oh, this kid is, like, well-read. He's a writer. He has stuff, and like he just has a lot to say. It's not a gimmick. I think would be twister. Yeah, but uh, but just not really saying anything. Just getting the words out, like to. Like I mean, that's kind of why I do it to yeah. show people like there is actual substance to this stuff. Yeah, whether you want to admit it or not, like, there is actual substance to it. But it's just like there's actually there's also skill set to it. I would like to think there's also like attention to detail to where it's like artists that came before me and rapped in that cadence uh-huh. and used that style. So. I like to think it's like both sides. Yeah, who, yeah. Are, who are the ones that were like in that at that speed? Mainly like, mainly like Tupac was like the first like on like um, on his first album, strictly for my niggas. He's got like tracks where he's like going back and forth with certain people, like Five Deadly Venoms. Like he's right. going back and forth with Tretch, like at a quicker pace, like quicker pace. And that was like the first fast rap that I heard that I liked. Then I heard like Early J. I really liked that, and then Eminem, and then later on I got into like pun and then you know what's funny you mentioned all those guys and those are all rappers who like you thought that rapping fast was the the gimmick that would catch people and it worked <laughs> so so there's credence <laughs> to what you say yeah because like jay did the double time rap to because jazzo, jazzo did the double time rap and then it was like the originators you know, was like right, the first mm-hmm. big joint well, exactly was hawaiian sophie shit, i still remember hawaiian so I'm, so I'm, I'm, so I'm, I'm, I'm old enough to remember seeing the video for hawaiian sophie and thinking that jazzo was cool damn <laughs> I'm gonna age myself what, all did, the way. Was that one of those where you had to like pay for the video online? No, oh, no, 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 not, on, not online. God, on you call wait, wait three yeah. hours for the download. No, you yeah. call. You call the, call the, the phone line. Yeah, it would have been cool if there was no like Pac or like no Big or like there weren't already guys like no NWA. Then Hawaiian Sophie might have been cool. <laughs> but like there was so that was many a weird options. time because it was like there was like all this gimmick rap coming out of the West Coast. So you had like, you know, like Young MC and Tone Loke and all that. So it's like yeah. the East Coast was like, cool G rap, I'm going to kill you. Right. And then it's like, okay, we're going to do this happy-go-lucky West Coast style song. And it's going to be this other this guy who theoretically should be saying, I'm going to, you know, kill you gangland style. But Hawaiian <laughs> Sophie. And it's yeah. like, it was, it was, it was booty but yeah, you know it was a WWF undercard character there it is <laughs> <laughs> true but uh but no so trash. like it's funny it's funny you say that because it's like I feel like rap is coming back like people being able to rap well it's coming back and so it's like again you you, you fall in a, a line so just maybe be aware of that like there's just maybe one day I'll fall in that line yeah maybe, I just yeah, maybe but, one day no but I, but I definitely I see it like I like the fact that you think that way yeah yeah because that's actually a thing I mean, if you have something to say, nobody's just going to listen off the bat. You kind of have to get their attention. Right. So it's like, I'll do the fast shit. Yeah. Cool. Like, you, you thought about doing like a Kanye shit? Just put something up and be like, no, nah, I changed it. Nah, I changed it. Please, please, nah, try, please try to keep I'm not, up. I'm not making money yet. I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't. Do that. can't. I can do it. <laughs> Neither can he. Yes. He can, though. He can. No, just he, he college is. dropout. He, College dropout, True. graduation, like you did. It. Even my beautiful dark twisted fantasy. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. you did it. You made perfect, flawless, like musical masters. Yeah, no, he's do got. He's the got the cred. Want. Yeah, like do what the fuck you want, dude. I don't care. Yeah. We're still gonna listen. <laughs> Maybe I told you he's closer to doing my idea. I've told you my subscription album idea. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Basically, it's that Kanye should when he did when he released Life of Pablo. It should have been a website you subscribe to for a year. And he can mess with any track, and it would be exciting because you would be like, all of a sudden, the Twitter would be like, "Yo, he changed a verse." 
which he ended up doing on title. On title. Yep. Yeah. And I realized he's, like, he's doing it all, like everything. He went back, changed verses to Jesus on iTunes. Like it's see, that's what it should be a website you subscribe to, and you should be making money off all these changes. Yeah. Well, just, it, he's just. It opens up a whole new he's thing. He's caught up, man. He's just he's, lost in the sauce. He is very caught lost up. in the sauce. The thing is... <laughs> so, 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 so what, what, would hap- what, what would happen is... Let's put, you in a, let's put you in a hypothetical situation. All right. Okay. Um, so you, you really think that like Kim Kardashian is the most attractive woman in the world. And you reach a point in your career where you have so much success. Where like this... Kim Kardashian becomes a thing that... A person you can know. And a person you can feasibly marry. He's a feasible, feasible, feasible <laughs> business, business transaction. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? What do you think? Come on what now. do you think? What do you think? You know. So when you when you have that, if if in your career you find that point where like, because we all have this this idealized vision of whatever success looks like, and you have and you achieve all the things, do you still think you'd be able to stay at that level of focus to be able to create in that way? Because a lot of people feel like that's what happened to Kanye. Like he he got the world. And then it's like, you stop, and as a creative, it just changes. Yeah, because like my idea of success is different than his. Yeah, like I mean, his what, what idea of success is being like the center of the universe. Yeah, <laughs> like which he has his right to feel that way. Right. Everybody mm-hmm. has a right to feel whatever way they want. But I mean, what do you what do you want? I just want to make good ass music and then be able to chill one day. But but past that, like house, car, what? Um, like a house in the woods somewhere, like a panoramic type house in the woods somewhere, or just all glass. So like, so like Ellicott City. Nah, nah. <laughs> somewhere out in California, out west, but away from. No, so you were talking. You were in. We we're talking about you know the Fantasy Factory out in Oklahoma. Like, is that? Would that? No, be I was success- in Kansas City. Or Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yeah. Would that be something you'd be Not like? The actual Fantasy Factory. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, but like the concept of would success be a place I can go do my stuff and then hopefully help others do the same kind of yeah. thing? Like, yeah, something yeah. like that. Have you done any of that yet? Like, worked with other people to be like, hey, I'm like gonna help produce this or something. Nah, because I'm still trying to get myself on the ground. So I'm not in a position to tell anybody else what to do. Have the DC has the DC community at all reached out to you? I mean, you said some people have, like, a few like media outlets, like you guys, yeah, yeah. but like no artists for real. Man. I just find that so because even just a year ago when we were t- first talking, you're like, look, the scenes don't, they're not inclusive, they're not. You know, that's just not what it is. Yeah, I just don't. I don't know. I'm not, but I'm also not actively. Like trying to be yeah. a part of the scene, like reaching out to people myself. It's kind of like a two way street. So I'm not like actively reaching out to people, but not nah, nobody's actively. Everybody, people just are doing their own thing. Yeah. I think if you're like really focused on what you're doing, you're not worried about what anybody else is I was doing. At, at Broccoli City at Rare Essence. Uh, Roz Nebu was trying to be inconspicuous and like a hood up with a hat on, but him and his whole friends were all wearing Washington Slizzards gear. Yeah. And like not being inconspicuous at all, and I was like, "That's Roz nephew." But like, they, they look like a gang from the Warriors because they were all in Slizzard's gear. I love it. I love it. I love it. I love rap. I love rap and I was so like, much. You are hard to so talk rapping. to. What's your? I love rap. But like, what's your? What's your? What's your least favorite rap thing? I love asking rap people in this generation what it is. Like, what's your least favorite rap thing? Um, like the egos or like the sense of entitlements, like the chip on the shoulder type shit, like. We're all broke, just trying to come up. Like, <laughs> regardless, you don't have like, your chain, son. Yeah, like regardless of like how you present it to your audience to make money or to get a name. But at the end of the day, we're all just fucking trying to come up. Nobody's Kendrick or Drake yet. <laughs> right. Like, there's a few guys from this area, and you can name them that are actually doing big shit. Logic, mm-hmm. Goldlink, Chaz French, like Wale, Philade. Like, you can name those guys if your name's not included. And yeah, you're still fucking up and coming. So. You shouldn't have an ego. Wamu said this. You said it said that you started rapping after catching a performance by Logic. Yeah, really. Like taking it serious, like taking writing serious. Yeah. Can I? I want to hear about that because I've I've asked Marcus whether I like Logic or not, and I'm what? not sure. Get the fuck. <laughs> <laughs> and if he's over, fellas. <laughs> oh god, I'm fucking with you. Tell me, tell, talk to me about Logic. What like? Um, Damn, he threw a curveball, dude. Yeah, I did. Damn, nah, I know people that said they don't like Logic. I mean, I like listening to it. I just, it's, I think it's a very that interesting time, story. I, the only like newer rappers I was listening to was like Wiz, Currency, Mac, and Big Crit. Like, <laughs> that was like it. But after, outside of that, it was mm-hmm. all like old school guys. It was all like Pac, Big, Big Pun, Big L. You told me you went so, through a currency phase where you sounded like currency too much. Yeah, when I first started writing after that show, I just copied off of currency. <laughs> I literally just Every, copied so many currency people, bars. So many people do. What is, it about, what is it about currency? 
it's his music's dope and then if you get high like it's easy to adapt to for real for real it's like super easy to take in it did it it it's not his craft is like he's still dope as fucking what he does his craft like it's still you can't imitate him like i sound like a fucking knockoff (laughs) (laughs) it's it's so funny i saw i saw him at smokers club and i had had a contact high i've seen him like seven times now yeah and it made and it finally made sense to me like, I was like, oh, I, I don't actively smoke marijuana, so I really can't. Yeah, you really got to, if you, I don't know anybody that doesn't smoke, if you don't, the people I know that don't smoke weed, they don't really like them like that. The people I, everybody I know that does smoke weed, they fucking love I them. mean, what is it? Is it like the cadence or it's something like in this voice? energy, like the this energy. whole, it's like him, like the persona is like energy. It's like you, like, holy shit. I had that with Chopped and Screwed when it first came out. Like, you have to, fi- you have to like figure it out. Or even like dubstep, when like new things but it's come just out, like you're, you're like. smoking a blunt ride in your car, like yeah. currency, you feel like you're in a fucking low rider you feel like you got a shame on like you feel like you just feel like her like that's what his music is good for mm-hmm. like the same with Wiz same with Mac like it's they just make you feel cool and that's what their music is their music just makes you feel good I mean so where are you at right now who are, who are your influences um like writing wise writing wise really nobody I'm not okay. really like st- I'm not like listening to people to like catch cadences what are you reading um Right now, I'm still stuck on this book about Sun Tzu. So, which one? Art of War. Oh, you're gonna. Oh, oh the Art of War. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Most people don't just yeah. sum yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nah, I'm still. Stuck what have you on taken there. from it? Just thinking a lot. Honestly, just thinking before you make your next move. Like mm-hmm. really, like paying attention to shit. You. Oh, that's funny. You have a great quote because I think you are a both a strategic person and someone who doesn't want to get caught up in the strategy and you said it's a strategy but it's a strategy to be honest right which is a really interesting concept yeah, of being was, both like what have you said, what Wah- said who's your uh wahoo <laughs> bandwidth one oh, yeah. nice. and uh but i thought that was an interesting point it's kind of art of worry where it's like the best way to not get stressed about something is just tell the truth the whole time yeah you but, don't really get caught up in anything you yeah just tell the truth you, be honest. you, you mentioned uh Kendrick. Yeah. And uh, how or did it, uh, do you think, to pimp a butterfly, like, affect you, like, as a writer? Just makes you feel like shit. Cause you're like, <laughs> yep. You just yep. like, fuck it. Any, cre- any hey, creative thing yeah, anybody yeah, ever did, yeah, you don't see that? You're, and you're like, like, God damn it, dude. Shit. It's kind of like when Mick Jenkins dropped The Waters. Uh-huh. It's like, fuck, are you fucking kidding me? It's like when people set the bar, like, there are guys that drop stuff, like, like pimp a butterfly, The Waters, like... You really like Earl Sweatshirt's new one. Yeah. That, acid, that's the same kind of Acid rap. Acid, acid rap. <sighs> Gambino's last project, like 3005, 3000, whatever it was yeah, called. Yeah, 2005. Yeah, like that. I just want him to take the time to write a real album. When people <laughs> drop shit and they set the bar so high and you're really in, like, you're a super creative person, you just feel like shit because you're like, God yeah. damn. Yeah. But it's not easy. Like, it took those guys years to make those projects. So you have to, like. Yeah, and that's what I, I mean, you know, the whole 10,000 hours thing, you got to put in that. But, like, you're talking, like, way more than 10,000 hours. And you're talking a situation where. It was, where, like, three years between, like, Good Kid Mad City and The Pimple Butterfly. Right. And it was whatever happened in those three years, whatever situation enabled him to open up and just talk like that and write like that. Like, you, you can't force that. Nah. You know? Are you trying to like do epic shit in your life? Because like, what happened with Kendrick? <laughs> no, that's because Kendrick, because Kendrick went to South Africa yeah. and he toured Nelson Mandela's prison. Yeah, and when you do that, that starts you thinking like, I'm I'm a black leader. I need to make this record. Yeah. So like, what's the most epic shit you've done? Like you feel like you did something and you were just like, damn, that was like really epic. Probably like 420. I went to Colorado and we were on the mountains just smoking weed. <laughs> so I was just staring out and it was like, man, the universe, the earth looks just, incredible. Yeah, I'd never been on like real mountains like that before. So yeah. it was just like, whoa. You've cool. been, you been down on the Blue Ridge? Nah. I you should go. It's different. Yeah. Different but cool. That's that's where I grew up. And uh, it, it's, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's way mellower. <laughs> like, like the, the Rockies are aggressive. Yeah, yeah they're, they're fucking mountains. This yeah, is nah, like, you're definitely yeah, climbing. Yeah, you're yeah. definitely climbing. Yeah, but it, are, do you think about stuff like that? Do you think about like maybe I need to read this next? Like the next, what's the next book you want to read? Then I don't even know. Just you don't even know. Day by day. Just, just, day by day. just going day by day. Yeah, writing, thinking, working. Pretty much letting it letting it just kind of come to you. Pretty much. Cool. Cool. I have one more last question that I really think, like, I just want to, I want to get an update for you. Cause you told me this 
well, I guess this was last May, he said, I don't mean to sound pessimistic, but from the <laughs> position I'm in, I don't see how it's possible to attain anything from the type of music I make. Yeah. Do you still feel that way? Um, In a way, yeah. From, like, in terms of, like, the extreme shit I write about, the really dark shit, I don't think you can put that on the radio. Yeah, but, but you like, could put it on a thing called I Don't Want to Go Outside. Yeah, you can. <laughs> There's radio now? You can. Like, <laughs> what, what, tell me this thing, Brandon. Or do you just want to be OKYS? Have your mom tune in. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't, that's what I'm saying. I don't know if that shit's acceptable in a general, just general form. Kind of like. But if it's, I mean, what what is it then that keeps you going? Just that I really the like artistic making drive? music. Yeah, I just really like making music. I want to see what I can make next. That's what's pushing me to continue to write and record it's like all right what can what else can you do what do you what do you like it about what do you like it was speaking of that what do you like about a vocal booth like do you like a closet the the the, the bathroom one like See, more we professional one i'm not in a booth when i record wait, wait really it's usually it's a mic with like yeah. uh, one of those fucking protectors whatever you call them and then that's it yeah oh, you okay. can you can hear it too you can hear a lot of little echo like you're gonna hear in this podcast like yeah. you can hear it bouncing <laughs> off the walls yeah. so i mean so have you ever like done that no, like, i've been in a booth before okay so I, yeah but it was you. You prefer the other way? Yeah, I just just put a mic down. <laughs> so, cool, yeah. Because I was just I was just wondering because it's like you know, well, engineering you can take out, you can affect all that. Do you yeah. do you do? Can you do your own engineering? Have you think about yet. that? Not yet. I just got a Mac. And I'm getting a mic and stuff today. So. Okay. Oh, you yeah. are. Yeah. So so, so what do you what do you want to use? Pro- Logic, Pro Tools, Ableton. Oh, Ableton. That's yeah. a hard one, man. Yeah, I got it. I already got it. My engineer has it. So nice. Is he teaching you, or did you learn? I'm somewhat familiar with like. The general overlay of it just because I've seen him use it so much but like YouTube will be your friend yeah YouTube yeah. everything <laughs> so you want to yeah. produce your own stuff too yeah cool yeah. and then rap and produce yep. the whole deal yeah I talked to Odyssey recently literally sat right there yeah and, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and nice. he, he raps produces yeah, the man. whole deal so like he like did he was working on a record and he you know laid out the, create the tracks he, he creates the tracks mm-hmm. and then he ra- raps to the stuff that he's creating so you think that's going to help you create is that why you want to do it yeah it helps you create better you make better music when yeah, you're is more that, familiar with like the engineering and the yeah. production of it so is it like a conscious thing like okay I'm going to produce now now that I feel like my rap is at a certain level I want to learn how to produce so I can not that like my rap's at a certain level but just I want to feel more in tune to the music I don't want to just show mm-hmm. up with a notepad or like pick out beats I want to like create the beats I want to like engineer the sound I want to put my own vocal effects on it yeah. Sound click or no? Sound click? Nah, I can always use it. I wouldn't sell them. I would just use them for myself. No, no, no. As far as like the beats you're choosing from. Oh, nah, nah. It's just either people I know or people send them to me. But no sound click. I used click. to. Yeah. Used to. You're, familiar with, uh, you're familiar with uh, Nick Sanborn's music? You got from uh, Sylvanesso? He's, uh, he's down in, they're down in um, Raleigh. And him and Amelia Meath, uh, it's just two people. They did the whole thing in their bedroom. He's huge into Ableton, but he's doing like some weird bastardized shit with it. And just and exactly what you're talking about. He's so he can control more what he hears and what he gets out for. Like she sings over it essentially. Yeah. And and he was telling me about this stuff. And he's just like taking things, literally things apart, and like plugging it in and sampling stuff. Like just as little as like a an electric spark. Like if you take a battery on it, and then all of a sudden through Ableton, he can just go crazy with yeah, it yeah you can do a lot i've seen my engineer he's really good do a lot really cool uh, stuff as someone that's gotten to listen to a preview of that odyssey interview there's a part where he talks about i didn't realize how authoritarian he is in the yes. studio and he talks about it, he goes, <laughs> one of the reasons i like doing all that is because i am a dictator in the studio because it's all in my head and if i know what i want and i can't get it there i mean is that something you ideally would love to be able to do one day it's like no, it's got to be a little, I got it. <laughs> like, Yeah, I mean, it's kind of like how it is, really. Yeah. I like to do stuff, uh, like be, I like to record stuff a million times. I want to record a verse a million times. I want to get it till it's right. So you can't really ask people to do that. Sit and then you never yeah. listen to it again? Yeah. <laughs> just do it till it sounds right. What, what, would it take, it out. what would it take to make a song for you that you could listen to again? Mm, I feel like you would hear it and know it. And you would just like it. Really? Yeah. <laughs> like, like, like for real? Is that the answer? Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I, would hear, I would hear it after we record. I'm like, all right, cool. And I would listen to it again. <laughs> I've actually, I, so I've been curious. I, I actually totally get that because, like, I have to, like, quality 
check all these. And after this is like 190 fucking episodes, I'm sick of fucking hearing my voice. That's what I'm saying. But I have to listen to it. I have to listen to it while I'm editing it, while I'm mixing it down. And then I have to listen to it the morning. Like I sat through it and it's just like, You just hear it so much when you're recording it. Just like, give it a fucking break. Cut this shit off for a while. <laughs> so it's not like you needed like Janaeco and Hook or something, and then you would be like, "I'm listening just like every day for the rest of my life." Nah, it wouldn't be because I could do a song with Janaeco and still feel poorly about the performance that I yeah. showed up with and not listen to it. There it is. So I've asked, people have asked me this because they have said like I love Con, and I usually I have an answer, but I want to hear is what song do you, you would you say is the one you'd want people to hear first if they're like, "Oh, let me check this guy out." Uh. Damn. Uh, I don't even know, man. Damn. I mean, the right answer is conceal the outro. That's, that's how you hook them. <laughs> you hook them with that. I mean, that's, as a marketer, that's what I'll tell you. But I always yeah. wanted to, like, what's the song that you are most, like, this is me? Um, probably, like, a Kaylani remix I did. Yeah. Like, a while back, like, almost a year ago. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Cool. It's <laughs> <laughs> the one. <laughs> Cool. Well, we're at about an hour. Oh, so, right. yeah. yeah so if, oh, that would have been a good ending. That was good. We could do. We could go into that. Huh? Or into just put conceal the outro over it because that's the right answer. You whatever. So, you got anything else? Nah. You want to talk about? Dad, nothing, man. Yeah. Well, I, I know you don't like to talk so much. So nah, thank I'm you. Out. <laughs> thank you for. Uh, out, <laughs> thanks so much for coming down and for like doing this shit. This is like as an old dude. Like, this is <laughs> this is fucking seriously uh, inspiring because oh, I what I. I hope we're doing on this podcast and other things that I do is advocating for people to just create right. and do it. Like it makes me laugh when you see in all these interviews, like he has a job. It's like, what the fuck <laughs> are you paying for his like, bills? like, of course this is what, you know, and you, but you don't get that in DC a lot. People are like, I got to work. Right. And it's like, man, if you like, if you create and you have a passion for this stuff, nothing is going to keep you from it. Yeah, exactly. Random nerd. He did get five bucks from random nerds. Fuck yeah. 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 So, <laughs> I did. So there you go. Well, patronize them. Bought some uh, backwoods with us. <laughs> Brandon, thank you so much for coming down. Uh, no, please c- come back uh, once you blow up and everything. Oh, man. I'll have to charge you guys next time. <laughs> 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 wow. Damn. All right. Honest, honest strategy. It's business. It's business. <laughs> Get out. <laughs> I've been working on this record for a minute Still I feel like nothing that I do is good enough My insecurities are creeping in so they will seep into the music Ain't it funny when other people see your pain as amusing Abusing many appeal and numbing the way I fail To the point of my realities the harvest thing Really only thing I ever needed was a little piece of love And I couldn't find that in people so I was seeking and trust And I wanted to be the greatest instead I'm facing the truth But the fact of the matter is that I'm losing it What's the use and I know I'm sounding repetitive Like a lust of a living I pray that I've been forgiven I say innocent compassion for sinners to get this in a minute Critical acclaim to explain it It wasn't evident a premonition of my early death I'll make it prevalent my level and confessing that if I was down and out, I can't tell my soul to be relevant Got a band in around, let's fuck, I'm finally free I'm ignoring all of my problems, I said I bury them deep And I'm actually terrified and my paranoia was verified Cause I just realized I don't wanna make it to 25 A suicidal psychopath, schizophrenic kind of goddess Looking for your empathy, hoping that you'll remember me The message I provided collided within the melody A metamorphosis and religion given debauchery The resurrection of a savior coming out of Nazareth Where you can catch a laceration and a crucifixion Under what condition you make the decision Moving like a sinner, my position living at the bottom Wishing I was with Thanks it. again to Brandon for uh, coming down Thanks to uh, Bryson and Marcus for sitting in um you know the three of us are, are huge fans i hope you are now um and have actually been talking about this for the better part of six months but like oh my god if we can have it make it happen and uh and we did and it was great and uh it was great to sit down and uh learn more about brandon and uh what he does uh, we're going to have links in the, show, in the show notes to all the uh, sites you can get his stuff on and download it. He's got an LP, like he said, coming out in June, uh, which we will sufficiently hype here for you uh, so that you make sure that you get that. And uh, hopefully he'll be uh, playing uh, in a club near you soon. You know, we talked a little uh, after the thing and, uh, you know, about getting him down here to play uh, DC Club. So if you're, if you're a promoter down here and you like what you heard, uh, book him. He's easy to find. Uh, if you're a band and you want to play with him, play with him. Uh, basically, creative people get together. Get creative. Do good shit. That's how the world gets better. That's how the world stays better. So, 
that's our podcast for this week. As usual, you can subscribe to us in iTunes. You can rate us there if you like. You can listen to us on Stitcher. Uh, you can listen to us on the site. I think we're trying to figure out how to get in the Google Play. A uh, little problem with our provider, but uh, but that should be that should be settled shortly. Um, so so many ways you can get this in your ear. Uh, as usual, thank you for listening to us, and thanks again to Brandon for coming down. We'll be back in a few short days, uh, and uh, until then, you know, be good to your ears, but be better to your people. We'll see you later. Oh, <laughs> 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 <laughs>